Welcome to the True Hope Cast podcast, where we take a deep dive into mental health's many physiological and psychological aspects. This is the show for you if you're looking for motivation, inspiration, knowledge, and solutions, and that's what we are all about here at True Hope Canada. And True Hope Canada is a mind and body based supplement company dedicated first and foremost to promoting brain and body health through non invasive nutritional means. For more information about us, please visit truehopecanada.com. Today on the podcast, I welcome Chase Williams. Chase is a passionate fitness enthusiast who's been in the the industry since 2011 as a personal trainer and nutritionist from cheer coach to fitness coach. Her fascination with the movement of the body led her to pursue a career in the fitness industry. Chase loves connecting with women and has a special place for mums in her practice. Today, we're going to be discussing handling a hectic home. Enjoy the show. All right, Chase, we're live. Welcome to True Hope Cast. How are you? What's going well? Oh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, things are well here. I'm in Houston, 80 degrees right now currently, and wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Yeah, we just had a brief chat about that. I think this is probably going to go out in like June or July when the weather is lovely, but right now we're recording this. It's February 23rd. It's minus 14 where I am, and I'm hearing about 80 degrees, so we can move on from the weather. That's great. I'm glad that you're happy. That's wonderful. <laughs> well, why didn't you introduce us to yourself, please? Like, who are you? What it is that you? What is, what is it that you do? Sure. So, my name is Chase Williams. I am a certified personal trainer and nutritionist for about twelve years now, and I run an online coaching program for women. Millennial moms is who I support, and helping them create a household of health. And I am also a mom of three girls, and we homeschool, run my own business, all the things, bells and whistles. So that is a little bit about what I do. So millennial moms, that's interesting. So what's the, what's the key problem that, that that demographic has that you're offering a solution to? Oh, I love it. Great question. So basically what happens is we come out of the 20s, right? <laughs> or we've been, we are now. Um, we've now added children to our life. We now are, you know, experiencing, I guess, kind of just new ways of being with new schedules, new, new routines. Like how do I find time for me when I'm now doing all this stuff with the family and the kids and the activities. And so through that, what my program then supports them on is helping them make sure that they, they, as a mom, are looking at food, movement, their nutrition in a way that they're able to pass that down onto their kids. And so creating that ripple effect of just generations of health and wealth and, you know, just the magnitude of, of being a healthy household. So then their children are not going down the road having the same, like, you know, diet culture or mental um, frustrations with food or, you know, just thinking carbs are bad. (laughs) And so it really just supports them as women, as moms being able to live in this new world of, you know, being a mom and all the changes of schedules and now being able to look at, um, you know, eating well and food and movement in a new way that is able to be able to pass down in a healthy way to their children. Beautiful. Yeah. That, that, hereditary genetic piece is obviously very important but like those habits that we also pass down without question even more more valuable or invaluable to 
to our kids in regards to like what they're going to inherit from us so that's that's a great that's an amazing piece thank you oh question in regards to your experience as a mum and your experience of working with a lo loads of different mums um there's an interesting balance between obviously resting and not doing anything after the actual birth but then like when do you get up and start moving again because i think about like i always go back to like our original like cultures and communities when we're like you know like 10 tens of us or hundreds of us in small communities you know living in like living out in the forest or whatever there wouldn't be time to like be be on your own and not doing anything for let's say a year or six months or even a month like it's like you'd have have your child you recover obviously enjoy that whole process but like you wouldn't have the comfort and the um the time to be able to like just sit around in your cave or in your forest or whatever you're like you're a part of the community you've got jobs to do you've got responsibilities you've got this new added responsibility so i always wonder like how far we've we've, we've shifted from that like original cultural um responsibility to like now where like it's very easy to probably like not do anything for a significant amount of time and I'm, i don't want to say like people shouldn't do that but like the longer you're obviously not moving your body the longer you're like not getting active and being um, connected with other human beings it's going to damage you without question the science is done it's, it's you know, there's no no doubt about that so it's like what's your experience in, as a mum and working with your uh, working with other mums that like that, that that period where like you're recovering physically emotionally spiritually energetically but then like there has to be a point in time where you've got to get back into like this game but a new game with this like new beautiful thing i love it so i think there's kind of two buckets in that space because bucket number one is like okay health nutrition all of that and then i think there's a conversation around what culturally now we're all adapted or what culture tells us to right like so i think there's two different conversations there I'm gonna start with the you know movement and getting back in the game and getting back into doing all the health quote I'm air quoting as we're speaking but you know kind of going into the getting back into the regimen of like habits routines in your health and nutrition game so of course having kids um, as a mom like throwing kids in there it always messes with your routine and so it is a constant like okay reevaluating re-editing figuring out where you're at in your, like what your goals are, what you want to try and achieve and trying to spin it in a way of like, okay, now this is what I'm working towards. And when it comes to like, I know you mentioned habits a second ago, when it comes to creating habits, if you really focus on the foundation of like having a healthy fitness movement lifestyle, and you have a child and then you just get back into the habits that you were already doing, you know? And so when you say getting back into it, I don't think, I think it just depends on where you started and then how you can continue to grow and develop those habits and that foundation you already had. Um, and so that's kind of one, one of the buckets. And then on the other hand, when you mentioned like, hey, back in the old days when we lived in, you know, caves, I feel that, you know, with now us being so, you know, community based, um, you know, there's it's always like, OK, when are you getting back to work? Or, you know, as a mom, like when are your 
you know, when are you moving on to the next thing? Or when are you getting back into working out? Or I want my body back. And so I think there's some conversation around one, the body image around moms, like who immediately have a kid and they're like, Oh, I want my body back. I want to lose all the weight. Right. And I think they forget that you just grew a human for nine months. And now like, let's give your body some time to heal. And like, let's ease into the process. Like, let's just take that journey and be okay with where you're at instead of having to immediately want to make changes on your body and immediately want to see weight loss or um, fit into your pre maternity genes or whatever that might be. Right. So there's the body image conversation. And then there's also too like the rush to quickly get back into life. Yeah. And where it's like, okay, hurry up, get back to work. Okay. Take your kids and get them back into school or get, you know, or get them into daycare or whatever those things might be. And, you know, and I think it's different seasons depending on how old your kids are, how long you've, you know, been in a certain, you know, routine with your kids and, um, you know, combining all of that with, you know, nutrition and fitness as well. Like there's a lot of things that overcross each other. And, you know, previously I used to do where I'd be like, I only did, you know, nutrition or I only did, excuse me, I only did workouts. And I was like, get your workout in, get your workout in. And after realizing, wait a minute, this health space and having a healthy lifestyle isn't just about having a great workout. It's not about getting your sweat on. It's not about being sore for so many days. It's really all of it crisscrosses together. There's the, you know, like all of those things in order to live that actual healthy lifestyle and to have a home that is healthy. Like there's so many things that are integrated together that have to work alongside of each other. So I think that's why I was saying there's a couple different buckets, like to answer that question. Yeah. Um, because I think there's a, a lot of spaces you can dive into. No, I think that's a great answer. And I just, just as you were talking there, it makes me think that obviously the hormonal complexities of actually just being a woman is actually quite amazing. But like having, you know, having a child, the, obviously the, the flood of biochemistry that happens during that process and then the down regulation of all that, you know, it's quite, quite fascinating. And it, it certainly takes time to recover from that, to, to, to balance. And it makes me think that like a lot of, most women should probably be like doing some sort of like emotional workouts to start with like these hormonal regulation workouts that would primarily be like maybe meditative based or just sitting and just laying and just like connecting your mind and body about like what's happened rather than just like going straight into like a workout space where we're traditionally like you know trying to put force and pressure on our muscle groups to break them down to grow them again you know that's um another hormonal process but very very different like your your body is never going to be the same your body is completely different like and you have to be able to like recalibrate that to get back to some sort of level of normality so yeah like those individuals who are able to like get back in the gym and do their like crossfit like three days after having a child like first of all that's incredible but i'm like i think there's maybe some emotional psychological stuff there that like maybe needs to be like have some attention put on it because it's such a, you know, even just as a father and watching two, 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 my two kids coming into the world, like I had to do a lot of like emotional regulation after that whole process, like watching my wife go through this experience and these kid, my kids coming into the world and under quite, quite wild circumstances, there's so much energy that's like in the, in the room, 
in the whole environment and that, that it gets stored up and put in you right and if you're somebody that's not very good at maybe um expressing your emotions or having an outlet for them then you have a habit of, of storing them very subconsciously so they're like they're in your body and that can that certainly turn out to become pain or disease in the forefront so like i just imagine like it's so good to have some sort of like emotional workout hormone balance program for women who've just had kids I have to agree. <laughs> and I think too, like even just being a mom or even being a father, like there is a lot that goes into supporting, emotionally supporting kids. Because I mean, I think about, it, I have three, as I said, I have three little girls and they're seven and younger right now. But I know as a mom, being able to show up for them emotionally because I have done some, you know, I have done some emotional work and I do practice um, meditation and I, I do pray and I do all these things. And so as I go through, you know, being able to support them, the more emotionally sound and grounded that I am as a mom, you know, I am then able to support them on how their emotions are and how they're feeling and being able to kind of, I guess you could say like dance a little bit, like dancing in the emotions because if they're having a hard time you're able mm -hmm. to be more of that con you know consulting and supportive heart and like emotionally calm whereas you know if you let those emotions continue to build up and get like so intense you know you're kind of doing more damage than good you know for your children because you're then responding out of anger or you're responding out of like frustration when it's like wait, no, like I, as a human, you know, me and you, like being a mom and a dad or whatever, like we are in control of our own emotions. No one else can control our own emotions. You know, no one has that power over us. Like we are the ones that can regulate that. And as you said, like as a mom being able to even coming off of childbirth or even bringing kids into the world, there's a lot that happens emotionally and physically. And to be able to step into being able to shift with your kids as different seasons come in with them changing and growing and learning and developmentally and all of that. Like, man, emotions are a big conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, um, it's a, it's a huge part of being a partner, you know, like usually before kids, you know, you've been with somebody for, for quite a while. Uh, maybe you've jumped into marriage and, um, you've had that relationship path, but it's, it's complex. It's, it's so interesting that you go from being this individual in the world with all these personalities and all these different communities. And then you join up with another human being, you know, and you've got their chaos and your chaos, and you've got to figure out like some sort of template to manage the chaos. And you do that, you know, if it works, you do that. And then you start to have kids, which is just like the ultimate typhoon, you know, and then you've got three, I've got two. And it's just, we'll have a conversation about how you go from two to three and the, the psychology behind that later but it's um it's super interesting that like being a mom being a dad being a parent you know there's all these dynamics there's all these little groups that go together and you've got you're not gonna you're not gonna survive it if you're not aware of like your roles your weaknesses your strengths how your partner's doing that constant checking in that communication like my kids my eldest has been sick for like two, three days and it's minus 14 outside. So like, we're not going outside. So like we're all cooped up. We're all feeling a bit wild. And my wife at some point, like last night, like five o'clock after dinner, um, the kids are just jumping all over her and it's been like that all day. She's just like, all right, I'm out. I'm going to have a bath. And so she's gone for 15 minutes 
and her she's completely changed when she comes back she's completely changed she's taking that minute and i've recognized that she needs that time as well so i'll just take the kids on she's like you know she's dropping down in her like energy levels and that percentage that she's able to take on so i've got to ramp up my ramp up and, and take that on and i think that that's um that's something that you hopefully like self-evolved to do but like that's open communication that's you've got to be able to be open to being vulnerable to being weak but then also being able to like step up and be strong and like know where you are with that and yeah it's it's interesting i think that if you don't learn that yourself you probably you're not going to find it anywhere like i think you could probably find it with prayer and religion and with meditation and taking on like a philosophy of life like stoicism for example but like most people aren't doing that so people really really struggle to be able to deal with those like wild dynamics not saying that i deal with it perfectly all of the time but like i've got these i've got these um mechanisms that i know that i can pull on that are within grabbing distance rather than feeling like being able to cope with that in the moment is like so beyond me yeah and i feel like and when you start when you mentioned like the spouse situation sometimes i'm like how are two completely opposite people now trying to do life under the same household you know and really trying to work together to create because you know you are setting an example for your children and being able to hey this is how you know marriage works and this is you know an example and like these things are going to continuously lean like lean into them and they're going to remember little things that you do mm -hmm. and and as you mentioned, like being able to have that communication with your spouse and to say, hey, I'm tapping out. Like as your wife said, I'm tapping out. I need a minute. Like I have to like give me a second here because, um, man, the, the kids will just take it all from you. And um, emotionally, like when it starts to like get to that point of you feel it heightened mm -hmm. and you're like, who give me a second. Like and I feel being able to have a personal like to to really look at yourself and see what that is like happening inside of you and go oh i'm recognizing this it now i need to shift now i need to take a moment and really like how can i handle what i'm feeling and serve it in a way that's responsible you know and where it's not because it's not always the kid's fault like it's not actually it's never their fault no, it really, really isn't like again back to that emotionally being able to figure out where that emotion's coming from personally. And that's a lot of work being able to mentally say, hey, I've done some work and I understand what's going on inside of me. And now I'm able to say, hey, I need a second and to communicate well to your spouse instead of getting mad at your spouse for being MIA all day or whatever, you know, you're then able to step into saying, hey, I'm feeling a certain way. I need a moment. Please allow me some space and then being able to come back in a whole new person, you know, and being able to be that supportive, emotionally supportive, or that mom that can sit there and say, hey, I can play again, because now I feel better. <laughs> yeah, and setting those boundaries as yourself as an individual as well is obviously very important as well. And the kids obviously will learn them as learn those as, as you go along. And I think what a really amazing motivation is for a lot of people to use is, is really understanding that like, the way I've think the way I feel and the way I behave my kids ultimately going to to just pick that up 
It's going to be part of their personality, whether you like it or not. So using that, you know, do you want your kids to start thinking negatively? Do you want to start feeling negatively? Do you want to start to behaving negatively? Because if you're doing that, they will do that. There's absolutely no question about that. So you use your kids' um, potential ability to become these super wonderful human beings, but you've got to set the, you've got to set the example. You've got to be the role model and, um, it's not easy for everybody, but there are like so many unbelievable resources to be able to do that. And you, you shouldn't, you're not, you're not just born with the ability to be able to do that. You have to like evolve and read books and be open and do all these things, being open to being wrong, having paradigms completely broken apart about what you think parenting is and, you know, being super open to being wrong. That's one of the, one of my big things I've learned in my thirties is like, I, I'm not 20 anymore. I don't know everything. There's so many things that I do know. There's so many things that I don't, but I'm op always open to being incorrect. And um, that just leaves me open to being able to learn and evolve. And, and it's okay to like make mistakes. And I really want my kids to learn that as well, that you're going to be, you're going to, all your successes are going to come from a hundred errors. And, um, and it's okay to make those mistakes. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry and all these things. But it's like, um, yeah, we can't expect a three-year-old boy, like my eldest, to have the emotional regulation that i have when i've got like 38 years of experience with anger rage and sadness so having those expectations taking a step back and recognizing that like it would give you the space to breathe and to have a lot more compassion and understanding for your kids i think oh for sure and i know i love how you mentioned being able to be in a space of constantly wanting to being open to growing open mm. to learning more open to saying hey i messed up there and that's okay and i and I'll take as an example, like I tell a little mini story. So this morning, I'm actually going to share what happened this morning. So I was super, I was at that point, you know, where you feel those emotions being super heavy. And as my husband went and had a moment to himself, I then was like running around, like putting everything together for the kids. And then all of a sudden I was like super frustrated that I was doing it all by myself in that moment. And I felt really like aggravated and a slight anger. And I was kind of mad at my husband, but then I was also kind of mad at myself and the kids weren't really listening. And so you go through feeling those feelings and that, that tension starts to come. But then I quickly, as soon as my husband came back in the room, I got the kids in the car and I came in and I re-apologized and, and kind of just said, hey, I just want to acknowledge how I'm feeling. I, this is where I'm coming from. This is why I'm feeling this way. And I know that you two feel this way at times. It's just, we have, we both feel that same feeling about different stuff, mm -hmm. you know? And then I was a little upset. And so I came into, went, got in the car and my seven-year-old came and just hugged me. So I've got tears rolling down my face and she came and just hugged me and put her arm on my shoulder and was rubbing my shoulder. And then she kissed me on the cheek. And I'm telling that story because that right there, it just shows that you don't have to cover up the emotion. Mm -hmm. You don't have to hide from it. And being aware of what, where that emotion came from, have a conversation about the emotion and then that teach healthy teaches those kids like that healthy space to say, it's okay to be sad. And how do I handle that sadness? And how do I handle the anger and helping them also too? like, it is a ripple effect. And you mentioned it a second ago, like they will learn from what we do. They're constant. We are a constant. They just watch us and they'll just take it all. Like mm -hmm. I even hear my kids doing the whole, I grunt sometimes I go, Oh, 
like, like that. And you hear my one-year-old, I have a one-year-old too. And she will, she was in the bathroom this morning going, Ugh. and I'm like, oh, geez, like I need to really work on that. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Like they've already got the genetics set up, right? They just need some more cues in the real world and they're just going to pick it up. It's super funny. Um, can you, thanks for sharing that. That was awesome. I love the personal side of these stories and yeah, it's just like, yeah, things just boil up at some point, but feeling that like you want to teach your kids to feel you know and be connected to those emotions because you said like i think we've been taught i think emotions have been massively misunderstood in regards to like they're things that just like happen to us and we don't have any control over them nothing can be further from the truth you know we have neurological pathways that lead to chemicals release which you know end up turning into like an emotion you know emotion being like the end product of an experience and you've got so much power in regards to like how you're doing that and like what you're feeling and even in even within the moment and once you can do that like you can actually choose to like feel happiness and joy and love and gratitude like 99 percent of the day and when you do that like life's amazing all the stuff that you ever want it comes to you and life just seems like a breeze for a lot of, for you but yeah it's true it's true um I want to get into some more practical tips because that was awesome. We just did 23 minutes of beautiful stuff, gone through none of the questions I was going to ask you, but that's fine. That's the way podcasts work and that's why they're great. Um, but I want to ask you, like, how can parents stay consistent with like moving their bodies? Not necessarily with like big, strong, hour-long like workouts, but how can they start consistently moving their bodies? So this could be like parents who have got like a new baby or like in your case where you've got like, you know, older, but still young, younger kids and you've got your routine set up because I didn't go into the gym for 14, 15 months after my first kid. We did lots of walking around for sure, but like I wasn't like using my body the way that I was like used to doing it. And um, you obviously habits get thrown out of the window, but like I'm sure the pandemic and um working from home and people being at home having to think side think outside of the box and re rearrange their relationship with time that well, they've discovered new ways of doing it so but like how, can you give me some practical ways that people can start like moving their bodies like right now as parents for sure so this is my one of my favorite topics because i it always just depends on where you're at and i always i tell my clients too like when with the women inside of my um coaching program is everyone starts somewhere and taking where you are and just every single week just being one percent better right and just do a little bit at a time and so to answer your question it doesn't have to be from zero to a hundred it, it really is taking and just evaluating where you are currently and then just increasing it just a little bit and when you add children to your regimen or to your life get them involved mm -hmm. like they don't have to, it doesn't have to be like i can't work out because i have kids or I can't go on a walk because of the kids or this happened. No, I'm like, involve them, get them involved. Like go on the walk with the kids, like schedule that in somehow. Like, you know, when they get a little crazy, as you mentioned, like the evening or the afternoon where they're just like antsy, like just go for a walk. And maybe one day it starts with, Hey, we just made it to the stop sign and then came back. Or then it's like, okay, we made it to the stop sign plus five houses. You know, and now you've got a little bit further of a distance and the kids didn't get as crazy this time. And so then they just start to realize, you know, that one, the kids get adjusted to what the routine is. And then so do you. Like, then they're like, not, they're not as crazy. They're able to be like, oh, well, at four o'clock every day, we go on a walk. Perfect. Like, they just know that it's something that you do. And so um, 
you know, just to really implement some sort of movement. If you're not moving at all, like just park far away, you know, like don't, don't park at the wait around and drive in a circle, finding the closest parking spot, like park far away, walk more, you know, and it really is just evaluating. I always just say, cause everyone's story is going to be a little different. Just evaluate what you currently do and what little ways in every single thing that you do are opportunities for you to move more. That's beautiful. I love the parking away situation. That's really good. Yeah, because we like the time you spend circling around trying to find that per close parking spot, you could have probably walked back, walked there and back to your car multiple times. Um, yeah, that's cool. I, I, yeah, I love getting my kids involved in the, they don't have to, obviously have to do the workout, but like my wife and I, when we're like playing outside in the courtyard with the kids, we do like these like seven minute Tabata like workouts that kind of hit us pretty hard. And um, the kids jump in and get involved whenever they want, but they also just like walk around and do their own thing. They kind of recognize that mom and dad are doing this right now. Their attention is on that and they want to jump on my back while they're doing the push ups. You know, it's all fun for everybody. So yeah, there's like, there's, there's solutions for everybody. And I think that whether you are doing it, in your front room or at the park or in your garden or whatever, like there's space and there's time to do these things. And I think the routine piece is, is huge as well, especially for like the kids, you know, if it's like four o'clock and it's time to, time to go for a walk before dinner or after dinner or whatever, I think that's a beautiful thing to do as a family. And yeah, really great tips. Thank you. What about, um, what about with like food and nutrition, especially for like those new parents where life gets insane really quickly, how can people keep it like, really simple really healthy kind of amongst the chaos because it's so easy to slip into ordering food all the time or buying packaged foods and you know and having a consistent influx of like seed oils and sugar which is just oh so unbelievably bad for you so yeah tell us about that like what's the introduction of that that would be you know, simple to to uptake oh for sure so my biggest thing that i say uh inside my coaching community um, we say, if God made it, we consume it. And so that just really kind of keeps it simple. Um, but it really like whatever the earth makes, like it, it really just trying to create and eat in the most simplest form. So taking it from, you know, if it's packaged, it's already been through something. And so going back to like, how did it, how does the earth provide this food and go from there? So that would be my first tip. And then the second tip would be five ingredients or less. And because some things you will have to like pick up, right? Like, yeah. you know, but just to simplify it and to not get into the nitty gritty and to get overwhelmed, really just keep it in five ingredients or less. And then, you know, at its most natural form. And if you combine that, like you're in probably in a really good space. Yeah, that's awesome. I love the... Yeah, like eat real food. I was gonna, I was gonna argue the 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 um the piece where you said about if God made it, you can eat it because I think God made man, man made machines, <laughs> man made Mars bars. I know so many people like will come and be like, well, you're not supposed to eat certain types of snake or whatever. I'm like, okay, y'all. <laughs> so the engineer people are usually the ones that are going to be like, wait a minute, That's let's so get funny. a little detailed here. But you know, what sure, I mean. yeah, I don't know what you mean. Basically, eating real foods, keep yeah. it simple, and I think especially for new parents, like ask for help. Like if you've got like all the registry stuff, you've got the car seat, you've got the 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 stroller, you've got all that stuff ticked off have all the other things for like meals that you can put in your freezer, like get like your grandma or whatever to like cook as many 
shepherd's pies or cottage pies or whatever in the meat in your freezer as possible and have that have it taken off taken off your off your case so you don't have to want to worry about having to think about lunch and dinner every single day if you can just whip something out of the the freezer and get that in the in the micro in the um in the oven as soon as you can like that's a massive save i was very very fortunate we had that with our first kid people just kept bringing us food it was awesome uh yeah it was like uh i was eating the healthiest i've ever had and my grocery bill was the cheapest it's ever been you're like can we have more kids so we can get food brought to us (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's good um are there any other like key factors you think that we can take into account to like help ourselves help our families avoid slipping into like unhealthy habits whether that is around um food whether it is around movement um i suppose like maybe too many screens and being stuck in that realm is probably an unhealthy habit as well like to kind of it's easily stuck into so any other like tips that you that you've got for us sure so i think the biggest thing is always just evaluating where you are i know i i know i kind of touched on that a second ago but evaluating where you are having that growth mindset as you mentioned um and then from there just in order to create that household of health really just being okay with not doing it the way you grew up and I, and I, what I mean by that is just because you did it a certain way doesn't mean there's new opportunities or new ways to do it or better ways to do it. Um, there's always ways to improve. There's always ways that you can kind of step into being a better version of yourself personally. And the more that you're able to improve who you are, the better of a leader that you're going to be in your household. Beautiful. That was, that was real concise. That was real simple. I love that. Um, what do you think people can do to support their mental health through parenting? Massive question, but like, can you give us some simple things and maybe take us through like before baby comes? Cause there's like so many questions, like get answered in, in that area as well. And then like when baby comes and like maybe through like the first few years, like I think the pandemic has taught us if it hasn't taught you something, then you I don't know what you've been doing, but um, it's taught us without question that like isolating yourself and being separate from other human beings is like the quickest way to depression and mental health issues and suicide. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's so apparent and it's super sad and we are really struggling with the aftermath of massively mishandling that part of the part of the process. Right. Um, so and then you throw pairing in parenting into it. Like so many people have had kids in the last few years. Um, you know, you're stuck at home isolated. What are you going to do? Um, so like, w- what do you think people can do to really support their mental health through like specifically parenting and trying to avoid those lessons we've learned from COVID? Mm. That's deep, actually. <laughs> I think when it comes to mental health and adjusting how you, I, I I really think it's going to be part of just continuing to keep people around you. Like I, I am a true believer in community and the more people you have around you to support you, the better off you're going to be. Um, And I also feel that that's a, like a supportive space for your mindset. Um, But then as you outgrow people around you, be okay. Like letting them go, you know, be okay. Like, Hey, I think it's time for me to like, you know, develop a new relationships or find new relationships. And 
the more that you're able to spend time in community, the more people are able to love you and support you and encourage you and even challenge you because the more that you're able to be challenged, like I know I'm thankful for people in my life that are going to like stand up to me and say, Hey, what are you doing? Like that doesn't really align with like what your values are or whatever. And just being able to be in community with other people are going to, is going to help you out mindset wise ultimately. But and I think when it comes to parenting, as you know, like we've already kind of touched on some of these things, like it's such a ripple effect. And the way that you're looking at your body image or the way that you might be viewing who you are, or how food is, you're already sharing that with people next to you or your kids and you're passing it down. And so really just the mindset and start in order to start switching it and adjusting it, you have to spend time in it. And you have to be aware of it and you have to be wanting to make improvements in that space. But in order to do that, like getting in community, I think is going to be your first step into sharing your story with other people, sharing where your vision is for yourself and and being true to who you are and not just trying to be like, oh, this is my Pinterest version of who I am, you know, and and actually getting raw and real with the people around you in Mm -hmm. your community. Yeah, I think I think communing and becoming part of your communities is is something we've definitely learned over the last few years that we something massively missing from everybody. And um we've unfortunately lost so many people to the to that lack of understanding of that, the lack of maybe it being out of reach for a lot of people and we know the people who get depressed, people get anxious, people who've got like deep psychological disorders, they revert to isolation and that leads to very dark outcomes and yeah again like i always think about like ancient communities like tribal communities that still do exist today like how they treat themselves of individuals and being a collective and being a part of this big group so powerful it creates such responsibility it creates a place in the group and that's what so many people are just unbelievable especially young people just lacking lacking responsibility lacking something that they're really passionate about and being told that they can do it so they thought they can do amazing things you know and like we don't have that in our western culture whatsoever my wife and i like we do like a movie night once a week and last night we watched tarzan and the last kind of scene right is um tarzan with his like tribal buddies sitting on this beautiful hill and um you kind of figure out that he's waiting for his baby to be born and um the baby comes out of the uh of this like beautiful hut and it's like every single woman in the village is like 100 women and one of them's carrying the baby and every single one of them is just like dancing around and in just absolute joy and i just like oh my gosh like that kid's coming to the world properly like, do you know what I mean? And it's just like that, 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 that was the best part of the movie. It's the last minute. It's, kind of, it's a very average movie. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but that <laughs> last scene is really, really cool. Cause it's like, that still happens in very like, you know, indigenous places without question, like around the world. And, um, that's kind of like how it's supposed to be. And we've, we've gone so far off that, especially with like the actual birthing of children, but like day one, and then like 50 years later, like we're still getting things wrong when it comes to community and being together and, you know, trying to get to know your neighbor and it's a massive, massive problem. And it's, if we can find solutions to that and just like reaching out to people and being open and just saying hi to people on the street, 
getting involved in communities that you're interested in, maybe doing volunteer work, something like that, like going to your local church or whatever. You don't have to be super religious to get the amazing benefits of like going to connect with a bunch of people who are just like super happy and wonderful and joyous. who have got this thing in their life that holds them up to this level of like beautiful joy, love, happiness, gratitude. Like it's an energetically amazing thing to be a part of. It's like going to a soccer match in England. It's 50, 60,000 people who are there to support this one thing. It's collective. It's focus. It's energetic. It might be just like nonsense in a sport, but it's a religious spirit experience for those people. And you feel the electricity within you. It changes your biological chemistry and it does something for you. That's the power of community. And it's in your grasp, wherever you are in the world, wherever you are listening to this, it's it's a, it's available to you and i guarantee you other human beings want to be with other human beings and they want to connect with your 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 victories and they want to be a part of your um let's not say failures but they want to be part of the negative parts of being a human being because we can all connect with those hmm. i think you nailed that one <laughs> yes yeah i have to agree i have to agree how important the, the culture or how important community is and the support that you get from just people in your own space. Absolutely. Well, that was an amazing 40 minutes, Chase. I'm so glad that we connected and that we had this conversation. Can you let us know how people can connect with you and um, maybe even ask questions if they need to? Is there a place to do that? Oh, for sure. You guys can definitely follow me on Instagram, uh, chaselyn252. You'll see all the things and concerns to health, fitness, um, mommyhood, all of that kind of stuff. And then um, also, too, you can jump into my uh, website, chaselynwilliams.com. Amazing. Well, I'll make sure that those links are connected in the show notes so people can connect with you. But Chase, again, thank you so much for coming on to True Hopecast. I really appreciate your time today. That was super valuable. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, that is it for this episode of True Hope Cast, the official podcast with True Hope Canada. We'll be back with you next week. You can leave us a review on iTunes if you fancy it. Spotify have got some sort of star rating system. You can go on there and don't forget to subscribe. But that is it for this week. We're going to see you soon.